Welcome to the Lessons Learned Podcast, a podcast reflecting on the lessons we've learned and those we're still in the process of learning. I'm Komal, your host. I'm an interviewer, investor, and someone who has lived a lot of life in a short time. I built this podcast as a place for us to reflect, to be together, and to learn from one another. Let's get into it. Welcome to this week's Rewind episode. We are talking all about my year planning process. I recorded this episode when I was in Mexico last year for my birthday, planning my 2020. And now you might be wondering, how did it go? How have outcomes gone considering COVID? And you'd be surprised. Those overarching goals, the overarching mission that I had aligned myself with last year has stayed pretty much on point. Some of the how shifted. Obviously, we didn't go on tour this year with the show, but we did launch our digital programs, which was on the horizon for me in my year planning last year. So it was really interesting uh, and very reflective this week to look back on this year planning process, to go through what I had planned for this year and to see how it lined up and to see the impacts of COVID and to give myself grace in the process. Now, we wanted to share this episode because in a few weeks' time, I am going to be launching my year planning digital retreat for all of you to join me in so that we can plan our 2021s. Whether or not things go to plan is up to whatever forces in the world happen to take. Um, But what we can do is do our best to celebrate our accomplishments and what we've survived this year, ground into our present, and decide the direction we want to take moving forward with the information that we do have about what life might look like in the near future. So if you, if this sounds interesting to you, here's a sneak peek about what the digital retreat might hold. And also just stay tuned for more information. If you're not on our newsletter list yet, head to gomel.com and you can join our newsletter to make sure you're the first to know when this digital year planning retreat goes live. Now, without further ado, here is this week's episode and I can't wait to come back next week with a brand new life update, all things happening with your best year, which is the digital year planning retreat. And I can't wait until we do. So until then, enjoy this rewind episode and we'll see you next week. Welcome to our double digit episode 10 of the Lessons Learned podcast. That means that we've been doing this for nine weeks uh, because we released two episodes on week one. And that means that we are well into, we're past two months into our third month of this podcast. I am so excited about that fact. This is a long game for me. I was watching a YouTube video last night by this man. I really enjoy his content. His name's Matt Diavella. And he did a video about something called the three-year rule. And it's something that has guided his career in the last two years he's had he's um, gained over two million YouTube subscribers he's a filmmaker was a freelancer and now he makes weekly YouTube videos about how to better your life Um, it's a bit of like the self-help side of things but the way that Millennials are doing self-help is like this whole self-actualization or like improvement or finding new words but it's all under the umbrella of self-help which I also struggle to associate myself with although it is clearly what I love and um, am a proponent of because I'm always telling you guys different ways to improve or reflect or just be an even better version of yourselves so 
Anyways, that aside, Matt Diavella made this video and he talks about how with any major opportunity in front of him that he commits to and that these two friends of his commit to who are Australian podcasters who do a daily podcast, he commits with at least three years in mind. So it's not about the short-term gains, it's about the long-term sustainable gains of that commitment that you're going to make. And the way that one of the Australian podcasters um, phrased it was very interesting to me and stuck with me. It was, you know, before you choose your opportunity, you can just feel inundated and overwhelmed by everything in front of you. But when you choose to commit to one and focus and do deliberate action towards that one commitment for a long period of time, that's actually when you get closer to who you want to become and who you're destined to become. Without that commitment to any great thing in our lives, our families, our relationships, our careers, ourselves, without that long-term commitment, we don't end up being who we set out to become or want to become. And Mitch also said this quote to me because we are in Mexico that you can maybe hear the ocean breeze in the background. I have the door open because while I recorded this, I still wanted to feel the ocean breeze. But a quote from Jim Carrey uh, that he really loves is, I had to extricate myself from the pressure of becoming. And I think that we can get caught up as well in this whole self-help and self-improvement, betterment um, cycle. There's an inertia that we can hit where it can become not productive and where we do need a break and we need to just take a second and let let our brains be free and wander and just kind of be for a while, Um, not becoming, not in the verb of it, but just in the stillness of it. This trip for me has been interesting because our last vacation to Mexico, we came in January, so about 11 months ago. We like to do one trip to Mexico every year. It's kind of our place where we can turn off. We are beach bums. We love being on the beach. We love playing beach volleyball. We love going to an all-inclusive just because you can turn your brain off fully. And we love Mexico, the hospitality, the culture, the weather, the beauty of this country. It's a really amazing place for us to come and unplug and rejuvenate. But I have been comparing the quality of my mind and how I perceived my last trip to Mexico over and over again with this trip. And I'm beating myself up about it. I feel like I can't fully turn my brain off. I feel like I don't want to turn my brain off. There's so many thoughts and things moving and plans to be made and things to build with Gomel Inc. and with the Lessons Learned podcast. And so when I think back to January to now, January we took that vacation after I was in recovery from my endometriosis surgery. It had been a massive year. We were about to launch Course Space uh, later in January with our membership program. We had done the pre-sale in November and it, it represented a very different time in my career and my life. And there's something really special about the holiday season, that last week of December, first week of January, where the whole world, or at least in Canada and North America, is turned off. And for me, what I'm realizing with this vacation, which we really desperately needed right now, Mitch has been working so hard all year with a massive conference he was a part of planning earlier this year. And now he's working on a new team in the international energy sector. And it's a very demanding role and he's doing great work. But we both just felt like after the last few months, we needed a good break. So we don't regret having come now at all. But... There's something to be said about learning and knowing ourselves. So in the future, I'll be 
even more diligent of booking my time off or my vacations away when I know other people are off as well because my brain just can't stop if I know other people are moving or if other people in my team are are on and things like that. So that's something that I'm working on. But that quote that Mitch shared from Jim Carrey of like extricating ourselves from the pressures of becoming, I think it's something for us to remember that those pauses, those moments of grace that we can give ourselves, um, where we can let ourselves not feel full of shame, not feel full of pressure, um, give ourselves that little break that we need is so important, both in the process of becoming, uh, the pressure of everything that we want to be, do and experience in the world, but then on the other side of that, in letting ourselves work when we want to work. So there was this really beautiful traditional um, Mexican ceremony that we did on the beach on our second day here. It was called the butterfly ceremony. And the woman who led the ceremony walked us through a couple different exercises, one of which was choosing a word or a concept that we wanted to pray for or pray towards and give energy towards with the elements of the earth. And for me, that was freedom. And when I thought about it further later on, I asked myself, what does freedom mean to me? And I realized that I have an inner critic or my inner voice that can be really loud sometimes. And I don't even realize it's happening. We all have this voice, you know? Who does it sound like for you? Well, for me, it's actually just me, but me being an asshole to myself. (laughs) And (laughs) so inner critic is out. And what I realized is I just wanted freedom to want what I want. So on this vacation, I want to work and get organized and creating space and a schedule for me to do that while also having downtime to play volleyball, do karaoke, meet some new people, be on the beach. I can do all those things at once. And it took me the first couple days for me to internalize that and accept that and be okay with it. Even recording this podcast, I was like, should I do a hiatus week? But it's a commitment that I made to myself going back to the Matt Diavella video in the beginning of like the long game. It's a short-term benefit for me to skip this week because I'm obviously on vacation, but it's actually, this is a form of me taking pressure off my mind because when I talk to you guys, it helps me process what I'm also experiencing and going through. So that was my long-winded intro and way of saying, today, I want to talk about organization and planning. So last week, I shared a little bit about the inner workings of my brain and these next steps um, with lessons learned and kind of that realization that, oh, hey, I'm running a startup again. I am a serial entrepreneur, and this is the next big thing. And so it's like, okay, we're going all in with this. So what does one do um, when they're an entrepreneur or business person? And they realize, okay, I'm in this thing. For me, it's planning. I feel insane if I don't have a plan. And not just like a plan in my brain, but a plan hashed out, written out, so that I am organized. I know what I'm doing this quarter. I know what I'm doing this month. And this is a system I learned last year from my friend Stephanie Karlovitz uh, that I'm going to be sharing with you guys. And a little bit of um, some goal-setting stuff that I've seen Rachel Hollis uh, share online, along with a couple other things I've picked up along the way. Normally, this would be a conversation or dialogue we have around January 1st and the new year, new me and whatever, but I'm not here to wait another five weeks to get these things off my chest and out of my brain and to start making my plan for 2020. In fact, I'm in that groove right now, so I'm ready to make it happen. So what does that look like? How do I year plan? How do I plan around a new goal or a dream? You guys have heard about a couple of my dreams. Um, And I actually want to find something for you guys. 
I was going through my iPad because I use this extensively. Um, the last year, there's a notes app on the new iPad Pro or in the last few iterations of the iPad Pro. And I like taking digital notes, but I made notes the day after I originally pitched Michelle Obama. And so just give me a sec while I pull that up because it just really hit my heart when I reread it. I wrote, yesterday I pitched Michelle Obama to moderate her Q&A in Edmonton. She said, it's destiny. Destiny. What do I even do with that? Michelle Obama? Destiny? I felt such a release when this dream hit. For the last two years, I allowed myself to believe that my magic was tied to Dream Girl, one of my last companies. But what do I even define as magic? Well, it's the ability to dream big, to match the frequency of that dream. No more, no less, and bring it to life. I wrote, if not me, then who? If not now, when? It took me two years to dream for myself again, to believe my dreams were worthy of being realized. I feel now what I saw in my friend Mindy. Mindy was a friend of mine who unfortunately passed away uh, last year in 2018, but she was someone who was really helping me understand self-love. And so I write, I feel now what I saw in Mindy. Self-love, self-assuredness, awareness that I cannot go back from. I'm awesome. I'm an amazing friend, entrepreneur, dreamer, boss, sister, cousin, wife, daughter-in-law, human spirit. And then I go on to write what it took. And I made a list of all the things that happened over that two years before that moment, that pitch. And as we know, it took an additional 10 months of work and dreaming and roller coasters of ups and downs and no's to finally get to that yes of making this happen. It wasn't in Edmonton in March, but it was in Ottawa in October. And so when I look at this, it reminded me of my step one when it comes to planning. And it's similar to my step one last week when it came to thinking of the next right step. And that is look back and celebrate. What's a recent dream you've accomplished? What's a recent business goal or uh, benchmark that you've hit? And I know I'm talking about this all in the context of business, but it's not exclusively business. You can apply these um, this next like list of things I'm going to offer you to your regular life, to your personal goals, to your career goals, whatever your career happens to be. Mitch was asking me yesterday, he said, can you tell me like what benefit you see in doing things this way? So 2019 was the first year that I did formal year, year planning in this way. And the benefit that I saw and I told Mitch was when I looked at the two quarters that I was very consistent with my planning and follow-up, I hit all of the goals that I had on my list uh, when it came to hiring certain people, hitting certain metrics with core space, um, getting things launched, doing different launches, etc. Writing things down helps make them manifest because it's out of your brain onto paper. And if it's something that you consistently go back to, it's a constant reminder of where you want to go. So that's what I'm about to do in the next couple of days is extract everything out of my brain put it into this iPad, and get it organized. So step one, look back, celebrate. Revel in the thing that you have accomplished in the past. Let yourself remember what it felt like to go from the idea to the execution of that idea. This can be things like getting that promotion or excelling at that specific project at work that you crushed or changing a personal habit that was really important to you. So one example of a professional and personal goal from 2019 that I hit using this planning method. Um, personally, I wanted to work out five to seven times a week. I worked out almost 
every single day for 100 days in the last quarter of 2019. And not only that, but on this vacation, I've maintained my training with my trainer and we have moved for a minimum of 30 minutes every day that we've been here outside of the day that we traveled. And so this is something that I wanted to instill as an ongoing habit for myself. And personally, I have finally done it. This is something I've wanted to do for so long throughout my recovery is this consistent movement and my body's been well enough for me to make it a thing this year. So that's something I'm very proud of having accomplished from the personal side that I had written down in my goals for 2019 and consistently followed up every quarter to achieve. When it comes to professional, one I'll use from Q1 of 2019 was launching Core Space with the help of Kylie and Rhaenyra, launched the brand, which was beautiful. We onboarded over a dozen writers from around North America. Kylie did that. And we launched our paywall and learned all the tech around how to do that and create this membership program and get it off the ground. And I did that with the help of our team in like six weeks at the top of the year. That was insane. (laughs) So reflecting back, it's like, wow, like this works. And it's not magic. It's literally just planning and executing, being consistent. And even when we self-sabotage, going back to the plan because we have the plan. So when Mitch asked me, like, how did you benefit from it? He was asking me because he was like, I don't know if this is something that's going to work for me, but I want to know the results that you had so that I can decide whether I'm going to do it with you because we don't pressure each other to do these sorts of planning things or the improvement things, but we both know we are trying to get better right now and that we're in the pursuit of being better together. So this is something Mitch has actually decided he's going to do his own version of with me this week. On this week's segment of Slide Into My DMs, I asked you guys, how do you get organized and how do you plan for what's upcoming for you? And this is what you had to say. Emmeline says, I live and die by my passion planner. I'm a big fan of writing things down. Same. (laughs) I'd like to shout out my friend Kat Gaskin and the content planner as well here and Carlin Purcell and the success planner. Those are three planners. You guys can check out the passion planner, content planner and success planner. Pinky took us down the route of getting organized. She says, basically, I do one massive round of organization. I set a timer to move things into mini piles, whether it's ideas or actual things like in my house. Then I set aside time to tackle the mini piles or groups of items. I've noticed I've recently been overwhelmed and go from one thing to another. Mom life, maybe. Pinky had a baby boy a couple weeks ago. Um, She says, so if I don't set a timer and close all the other quote unquote tabs in my life, my productivity goes to shit. I like that the timed organization chunks. Christina says she is a list person. She makes lists for everything. Every year she buys an actual agenda and leans towards the moleskin ones because when you open it, she says, they have the whole week on the left side and just lined notebook style on the right. So any lists, note, confirmation codes, goals of the week are noted for the appropriate time period. She says, when I get a new agenda, the first thing I do is write down everyone's birthdays and note major holidays if they're not already included. I do the same thing on my Google Cal. I have a recurring annual reminder for all major birthdays in my life, which has been a lifesaver because I usually can never remember dates. It's my cousin who is the better one at remembering those things. She says, also, since it's the holiday season now, 
I always make a Christmas gift list every year, who I'm buying for and ideas about what I'm getting them. I also include any sort of timeline in the quote-unquote goals of the week section of my agenda. For example, my friends and I always do our gift exchange the second week of December and my friend's annual Christmas party, so I need to have their gifts before then. She says goals can be anything from pick up prescription to drop off dry cleaning, book airfare and hotel for a trip to maybe reaching out to a certain friend or former colleague who you haven't talked to in a while. She also says one note has been a lifesaver. Thank you guys for sharing your organization and planning tips, and I'm really excited. We're going to try something different for next week's Slide Into My DMs. If you stay tuned to the end of the episode, you'll hear about what I'm looking for for next week's question. Uh, thank you guys so much, and I hope that this helped with your organization and planning needs. So, step one, celebrate. My mom always says, no one's going to celebrate you for you. And if you wait for someone else to do it, you're going to be waiting a long time. So you got to celebrate yourself. Celebrate your wins. Do the damn thing. So one night we went for dinner this week here at the resort, and it ended up being sort of like the Michelle Obama celebration dinner because I didn't take a second to really properly celebrate that that happened after it actually happened. We did have all of our close friends and family come out to a dinner post the event, but it was like so in it. <laughs> and the next day I went to New York for uh, an opportunity to meet some really incredible businesswomen um, at a friend's baby shower. So I was on a flight the first thing the next day and I was like, saying to Mitch, I wish I would have taken that day to just revel in what happened. And to let the people around me share how much they loved it, the things that were amazing, um, to relive it all so that I could really soak it in. But we did it together this week. So I, we made space to celebrate even after the fact, even though, even especially because I realized I hadn't done it the way that best honored the achievement that I made. Um, so we finally did it. Part two, brain dump. Make two pages in your journal and or start two separate Google Docs and on one have it be personal and professional and just stream of consciousness write out every single goal or dream that's in your mind or heart related to those two buckets and just go all out there's no holding back here you just gotta like extract it all from your brain word vomit it out get it out of your system because I find that the jumble of dreams and thoughts can sometimes feel extra extremely overwhelming for me. It's like what I shared about the Matt Diavella video. Um, the Australian podcaster had said, you know, that overwhelm you get from seeing so many opportunities. This is making manifest that overwhelm, but by getting it out of you, word vomiting it out onto a page. And I think sometimes this step can feel so insanely challenging to people because they don't yet have the next right step like we talked about last week, um, or like they're afraid of the dreams that they have because they're like, who am I to think that this is, that I can accomplish this dream? Or who am I to think that I'm worthy of making this happen? So take the pressure off. This is just an exercise of getting it out of your brain. You're not committing to nothing yet. You're just committing to emptying your mind. And what happens when we empty our minds and let these things out? There's space that opens up for us to breathe and also decide what actually feels great for the next right step. And what I'll say with each of these steps, you can sit down and do it all at once, or you can kind of do one step per day. And I think what I might um, offer you guys, uh, we did um, a worksheet last year with CoreSpace called Your Integrated Life, and it was 
this, but a little bit longer. Um, and what I think we'll do is we'll reformat that and I'm going to scale it back a little bit um, to a simpler version and we'll uh, have it in a newsletter in the next couple weeks before the new year so that you guys can try this out too. But you, you don't need our, our worksheet to do it. If you just follow the steps I'm giving you, you're going to be just fine in planning this out. But stay tuned in the next couple weeks for that worksheet. So after your brain dump, you're going to either use the same pen that you use, use to write or a highlighter to narrow down. And what that's going to look like is in my iPad, like version of this brain dump last year, I started with underlining the things that stood out to me most. Like this is the most important. This is the most important. This is the most important. And the narrowing down is based on importance. What would you feel most amped about if you accomplished that in the next year? I guess that's the other thing. When you're looking at the brain dump, it's for the year. So you're brain dumping for all of 2020. What do you want to accomplish next year? And sometimes when you're brain dumping, you might give yourself that framework of, I want to do this all next year, or these are all the things I want to do. If it, leaving it open-ended is better for you, then do you do that. If applying it to a year is better for you, then do that. Either way, um, you're going to end up with things on your page that might actually take a decade to accomplish. Um, but... This is where the narrowing down can help you get more granular and specific with the intricacies of those goals. So as you're narrowing down, if you notice, this is actually a massive dream, but I can break it down into smaller dreams. Go ahead and do that and then circle or underline the ones that are most important to you as part of the overall brain dump. So what I usually do is I underline the most important and then I look at the most importance again and I bring out a highlighter and then I highlight the even more important ones. And so our goal here is to narrow it down to our top three major goals, both in professional and personal sides of our lives, and to let the other one sit to the side and to just go to a new page and write those three out nice and clean. I'm really excited for this process because I don't even know what's in my brain right now. I know that the tour is in my brain. I know getting sponsorships in my brain, but there's also a lot around press and PR and publications I want to write for and different things like that that I know is going to come out in this process. So I'm actually starting to get really excited about it. The overwhelm is passing. Um, and I also realize my overwhelm is because my brain is so full right now. So it's nice to be able to both relax and release um, this week. So after you narrow down, you go and you name your goals. These are my top three goals of 2020 in personal and professional. So now this is where we get even more granular and the real planning takes place. So now those three goals, you're going to ask yourself, what can I do in the next three months realistically to achieve these three deliverables, goals, action items? And you're going to start making your major to-do list. And you're going to start organizing that into the next three months. And you're going to prioritize that list and then figure out how do I schedule this into my calendar um, so that I'm actually hitting these action steps. And this is the part that intimidated me the most last year. And even when I'm saying it now, I'm like, is this is this overwhelming to you guys to hear but it's this getting granular and scheduling that makes it go from just being a piece of paper with words on it that you are pumped about to things that are actually going to happen and this is the hardest step for so many of us and I know I said the brain dump can be very hard but for me the going from naming the goals to getting granular about what it's going to take to make those goals happen to actually scheduling it in my calendar and making blocks of time chunks of time going from three months, this is what I want to achieve in three months, to this is what needs to happen January, February, March. It just makes it real. And then you have time blocked out in your calendar to actually do those things. So for example, I'll use the tour. I'm just going to be um, brainstorming here with you guys. 
So we want to do the tour in February. So that's seven events, six different cities. And so I make the to-do list. We uh, need to find venues in every location. We need to find media partners in each location, make our press hit list for the PR tour I want to do in each city. We need to um, reach out to guests. We need to make our final guest list. I need research to happen for each guest so that I feel really comfortable and confident on stage. We need to look at my wardrobe. We need to look at travel, booking logistics. So there's my to-do list for making this thing come to life. And then sponsorship under that, what is my sponsorship action plan? And then those to-do items literally become what you place in your calendar. Those are the action items or like the chunks of time of what's going to fill your calendar to get to this dream. And that is how I go about going from dream to action and completion. It's not rocket science. It's not insane, but it does take effort and consistent follow-up. So after you're done planning for the quarter and getting it all in your calendar, the next right step is to schedule in time at the end of the next quarter to check in, see how you did, see what goals need to move forward with you and what goals you might be able to pull in from the brain dump. If say you've already accomplished in Q1, one of those three goals, um, or what's the right next goal for you to jump into. (sighs) Talking about it all, I currently feel overwhelmed, so I hope you guys are feeling a bit of clarity from what I shared. Um, Next week, I'll tell you guys how it ended up going for me, going from the brain dump to narrowing down to naming the goals and then to breaking it down into the action plan and also the celebration, which we've done that part already. (laughs) But I just wanted to share this with you and share. We're going to share the Matt Diavella um, video in the show notes so you guys can check that out because without a plan, I am nowhere. As Gloria Steinem says, dreaming after all is a form of planning. That is a quote that we had at the top end of Dream Girl and in our Your Integrated Life Planner uh, from last year. And I feel like sometimes we can get lost in the dreams and forget about the planning. But planning is so required in the actual execution and making a reality of our dreams and goals. So this is the next right step for me. I wanted to also give you guys a little preview of what's ahead so part of planning for me too is content for the show and I want to start playing with some mini series within what I'm here to offer you guys and one that hit me this week uh, as an idea is a series on love so for the next four weeks I'm going to be diving into week after week um, self-love romantic love with our partners friendship love, the love that we have for the people around us and the friends that we welcome into our life, and family love. And I thought this would be such a beautiful way to round out the year for us to dive deeper into one of my favorite topics, which is love, and to look at it from all these different perspectives. Because for me, it's the quality of all these relationships, relationship with self, relationship with um, your potential life partner, relationship with your family, relationship with your chosen family, which are friends that make up the a big part of the foundation of who I am. And so that's what you get to look forward to for the next four weeks. And in advance of that, I would love to hear from you for next week's episode. And I want to try something new out. If you could record a voice note on your phone about what self-love looks like for you, and then email it to us at info at gomal, K-O-M-A-L dot com. We're going to add that to our slide into my DM section next week. So tell me, what does self-love look like in your life? 
I'm super excited to see what this series is like and to try and record this kind of content series. So stay tuned for that. The new episode dropping next Thursday. But for now, I'm going to wrap up this episode on organization. The five steps that I shared with you are celebrate your achievements up until now. Look back, go through your journals, um, uncover the things that have that you've accomplished, you've achieved the dreams, goals that you've actually made manifest. Don't forget where you came from, the things that you have done. It is on you to celebrate them. Dive into your brain dump around all the things that you want to achieve both personally and professionally. And then narrow down that list to your top three goals for the next year. And then once you name those goals, put them in a new place for you to always be reminded, these are my three goals for this year. And then go into the granular dive into what's the action plan for each of these and how can I start working towards this in the next three months, this next quarter of the year, and then start putting that and bringing it over into your actual calendar and begin execution and then schedule when you're going to be checking in on these goals. So put an hour of time in your calendar every three months to make sure you're checking in on those goals and another hour of time in your calendar once a month to just check in on your monthly goals. And again, this is a lot to share over audio, but we're going to be sharing our worksheet with you in the next coming weeks too. I just wanted to give you a little glimpse into the planning process I'm going to be going through to make sure the end of this year and 2020 are big successes for me. So thank you guys for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of today's episode and head over to our Instagram to let us know how do you plan? What resonated most with you from this episode? And that's all from me this week, signing off from Mexico. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to follow me, Komal, check me out on Instagram at K-O-M-A-L-M-I-N-H-A-S or the show at Lessons Learned Podcast underscore. And if you have an idea of a lesson that we should dive into on the show, then slide into our DMs and submit there or on the website along with any guests you think I should interview and talk all of the things with. As always, I hope that you make some time for you this week and reflect on the lessons you're learning or have learned and take some time to celebrate all the incredible that is you. Until next time, guys. Bye.